0: According to a fairly recent article in The Independent, a UK newspaper, they say that couples who spent more on their wedding or engagement ring had a higher chance of divorce. We read, and I quote, According to the study, the amount that couples spend on an engagement ring and the ceremony is inversely associated with marriage duration, as is the importance placed on looks. This is quite an interesting uh, study that was conducted where they just saw that, well, couples who spend way more money have a better chance of divorcing later in their marriage. But, But why? What is it? that caused this to happen what is the correlation between spending more money and divorcing? I'll submit to you that it's pretty simple. A couple who spends way more money on a wedding and a very expensive ring has a higher likelihood of having the wrong heart behind doing so. A higher likelihood of having a heart that is having a wedding, for the mere outward appearance or more so for the outward appearance of how this all would look to others, the ceremony, the nice ring versus their spouse and the importance of their spouse and and their their relationship with their spouse, etc. You see, we have these two two things that's that's been factored. That's factoring in is how others and the world perceives this and our appearance and our status and all these things this person right here that we're marrying and committing the rest of our life to. And oftentimes people can get really stuck on the status and the, the fact that, oh, we're, I'm getting married and, and and all the extravagant things are, that can happen around that and then they miss the person they're actually getting married to. Of course, with this, I'm not saying that all weddings that are big or all, all couples that choose to have to spend more on engagement rings or or necessarily going to be at a higher risk of divorce, but rather that if their hearts are wrong for doing so, then, yes, it may lead to a higher rate of divorce or higher likelihood. But this whole picture is very similar to how it can be with us and God. You see, we can keep. A feast day. We can keep a Sabbath day. We can keep um, go to church every Sunday. We whatever show up for Bible study religiously. Wear long religious garments. Whatever you want to put in there, whatever outward appearance you can be putting on, whatever show you may be putting on, it can be done with the wrong heart. And while these things may, are not in its essence wrong, it's not in its essence wrong to go to church or to have fellowship or to do a Bible study. Of course not. But if your heart behind it is wrong, it can be incredibly wrong. And it can be dangerous in its essence. Because look, brothers and sisters, if you are doing worship unto God for the reason of how others perceive it, for this outward look, this appearance, this show, of how people you seem so religious, you seem so in love of God, you seem so in tune with God, but it's all this show. You see, it's easy to fool people, but it's not easy to fool God. In fact, you cannot in the same way. Many people think it's easy to fool the one they're marrying the spouse, this fiance. It's easy to fool them. By having all these extravagant things and being so focused on these extravagant things, but once the marriage starts and all these things are over, the marriage is the the wedding ceremony is over, soon thereafter, the marriage is over because. They only marry to have the ceremony. They only marry to have the status. They only marry to be able to say, oh, look at my husband. Oh, look at my beautiful wife. Oh, look, at look, 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 oh, world, look. And in the same way we do that with God, we say, oh, world, look at my relationship with God. Look how beautiful this relationship with God is. Look, 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 oh, world. And see, the world is easily deceived. We can easily deceive anyone into thinking we're more religious than we actually are. Because see, true religion is this. Feeding the poor, the orphan, the widow and doing these things, especially when no one's looking, especially what is hap- What is happening when there's no one around? What is happening when you go into a room at night and you close the door behind you? What is happening when there are no real witnesses except for God? For that is coming. Now, now we're getting to that true relationship with God. The, the true relationship we have with God, only we can know. The world, they can have an appearance, we can have an appearance to them, but we know in our hearts. Don't let your heart deceive you into thinking that mere religious works without intimacy with God is enough. Because and sisters, it's not just about going to a church. It's not just about going to a festival. It's not just about wearing this religious garment or doing this or that thing or That's so little about what it's about. It is about your relationship with the Father. It is about your prayers unto him when no one can hear or look or see. It is about your heart's cry to be more like Yeshua every day. It is your repentance behind closed doors on your face. Not like the Pharisees who do it all out in the temple courts where everyone can see, where they scatter themselves with ashes and mourning and fastings, where everyone can see and they declare it to the world. No, God desires a mourning, a fasting, a cry of repentance that no one knows about except you and him. See, that's true religion. That's true love for God, and that's the kind of marriage that your bridegroom desires to have with his bride. God will not be fooled. So, brother, sister, I want to just ask you this question: Are you like a bride, like one of these that this news article talks about, one of these brides who's so concerned with putting up a show, even though the love for her bridegroom is fading. Are you love that bride or are you super in love with him? Because see, my sister, just think about this for a second. If Yeshua Jesus is gonna have his wedding with his bride, listen. Is he going to be more concerned with how the world is going to perceive it? Is he going to be concerned with the customs of the world, the ways of the world, the way of things, how the world does things? Or is he going to be concerned with how he wants to do it himself? Because see, we serve a God who is different. A God who we call holy. That means set apart. That means different from the world. That means that he's going to do his things his ways. He's not going to bow his knees to the world and do the things the world expects it to be done. If he's got a different idea, he's going to do it the way he desires it to be done. Even if it's totally weird and different from what the world expects. Even if the world scoffs at it. Even if the world doesn't like it. He's going to do it his way and his custom, how he ordained it. In the same way, God calls us to do the same. If you're gonna be worshiping Him, if you're going to, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, and do it the way that He has called you to do it. Do it the way that He desires to be done. Do worship Him the way He has prescribed, and not in your own way, not in the way the world prescribes, because He's the one being worshipped. May God bless you and keep you. shine His face upon you. Lift up His counts upon you. Give you shalom, grace, and blessing. And I'll see you guys next video.